Hello, friends, and welcome back to Hello, Halloy. This week, I have a special friend with me. Say hello. Hello, Halloy. How are you? I'm so good. Introduce yourself. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. My name is Leo Senna, also known as Leo. Yes, and Leo and I, to give you guys some background, we went to the same Christian school back in 2012 through 2015. Leo, do you want to tell them what our first impressions or first meetings were with each other? Yes, of course. The first time I saw Haloi, I thought she was Hawaiian. So I was expecting her to do some hula hula dance. And she was oh. just like, no, no, I don't. And you're Brazilian. Do you play soccer? And I was like, no, no, I don't. And then we're just like, great, we're losers. Let's <laughs> great. <together>. <laughs> <laughs> great, let's be racist together. <laughs> That's what we said. It Last turns out that Haloi wasn't Hawaiian. So that was like misunderstanding of my part. But. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'm not even Hawaiian. And then kids at her school were like, no, she's black. And I was like, I'm not black either. Well, yeah, yeah, I think for about six months, like, hello, I was known as the black girl from my class. And I was just like, she's not black. She's actually just like Asian and white. <laughs> and everyone was like, really? And I was like, I love it. I love it here. Anyway. <laughs> We're not going to be talking about racist stereotypes tonight. We're going to be talking about what it means to be a loving Christian. Um, Leo and I are both Christians. And the reason we're talking about this is because, one, we both went to the same Christian school together for a couple years. And two, I just feel like there's a lot of negative connotations with the word Christian because there are a lot of bad representations of what Christianity is within the Christian church. So we wanted to talk about some things that are kind of controversial that have to deal with religion. So everyone's favorite thing to talk about, right? <laughs> Great. Let's break the taboo. <laughs> yes. So like I said, Leo and I went to the same school in 2012 through 2015. Um, and we both felt that the school was really good at educating us on how, you know, about Christ and like how to be Christ-like but I feel like it did a rather poor job at educating us about what the outside world was really like and prepping us for what the real world was going to be like does that make sense Leo how do you feel about that yeah I mean for me as I told you um, I feel like a big part of my life I spent on a non-Christian environment I did come from a Christian family and I was blessed to really come to Christian school, you know, being exposed to the gospel. That's where I became a believer. But um, really moving on to the real world, um, I found out that it was really sheltered. And that was a big uh, shock when I left the school and came to learn how real people do. Um, I don't know how the school can really prepare you to deal with these, you know, kind of situations. But I feel like one of the you know, starting points is to realize that there are bad people out there and sheltering your kids from such experiences or, you know, sheltering them from, you know, issues that the real world has won't really make a big difference. It would just make them shelter kids. Right. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And, you know, I think I, I didn't love that. Yeah, I want to talk about how the school kind of sheltered us a little bit. And I think it's healthy to be, I think, you know, it's healthy to be around people that don't think like you, that are secular, that aren't religious. And I'm not saying let your kids hang out with like sex offenders or anything. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying it's okay to let your kid like, if your kid is Christian, hang out with someone who's Islamic or hang out with like you know, hang out with someone who isn't religious at all because they learn how either 
to either defend their faith better or like how to talk about their faith with people of different mindsets, because that's what life is all about. Anyway, you're supposed to coexist with people that do not think like you. It helps you maturity wise evolve. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah and, and like, I feel like my experience, like when I left our school, um, like going into a more, di more diverse, you know, college, I felt like I really didn't know how to, you know, interact in mm -hmm. the beginning because it was just like, wow, there's so much to absorb from. So I realized like, I, I don't think the solution is to shelter so much. It's more to expose and make people aware, you know, open up the school. And I feel like Christians are realizing that more often than not, um, but I think when it comes to our kids, we always want to shelter them because we don't mm -hmm. know, expose them to the real world. Mm -hmm. But I don't know to what extent that it's beneficial to the children, because eventually when you leave, it's like we always say, like, I'm from Brazil. Like, we start having alcohol in Brazil when we we're like 12. You know, it's really early. But uh, <laughs> like, I, had my first... <laughs> yeah, I literally had my first alcohol when I was 12. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But then, like, I didn't have alcohol here in the States. Because it was like, you know, illegal, of course, <laughs> but also like the culture was like, no, no. But then you see kids, even Christian kids going to college mm -hmm. and these kids, they go to comma. Like I had friends uh, when I was um, in high school, um, mm -hmm. Brazilian friends, they'd be like, you should drink a little bit now. Because like you'll see when your friends go to school, they, they're not going to know how to react to it. Because whenever mm -hmm. they have their first you know sip of alcohol. They want it more and more. And that's what happened to, happened to a lot of kids. They're so sheltered that when they go to college, they're just like, let me fill me, myself up, you know, with this. Mm -hmm. And it's like a horrible, not only like a horrible idea to not allow your kid to experience things of life. I'm not telling you to like, go give a joint to your children. Like I've never done marijuana, for instance. <laughs> I'm not curious about it. But when it comes to like alcohol, dancing, all these things, like sheltering them to an extent where they are not exposed to it, it just I feel like it's just like you escalate it and kids are gonna want it worst you know they want yeah it like they become more curious and that's the thing so then the other narrative I didn't like and I mean you see this in like let's talk about not even just Christian schools but these propaganda like commercials that tell you not to drink let's talk about how they usually make the people that are drinking they make them look like losers or they make them look like outcasts or failures in life when in actuality usually if someone is offering you a drink or like peer pressuring you i say in quotations it's a lot more casual and subtle it's not like a you're a loser if you don't drink this drink man like in the commercials it's like a hey man we're all drinking tonight do you want one type of thing like it's yeah. it's not as extreme as a right. commercial or Christian college makes it seem. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like the media also, I feel like they do that on purpose though. Like mm -hmm. the commercials are a little outdated in comparison to like what it's going on now, you know, mm -hmm. in our circles. Cause they try to say that like the people that, you know, like smoke are gonna have like this horrible lung effects and all these things. Where in fact, it's much bigger than that, you know, and it's difficult. I'm, I'm sure it's difficult to represent what um, being a drug user can really, you know, have in their lives as consequences of whatever drug they use. 
but just like a lung cancer it's not all what you're gonna get like there's so much more and like you know money expenditure as a young adult to smoke every day um you know the the actual health um effects of it mm-hmm. like in your sex life or in your personal life that you know just tv does not represent it so i feel like they're a little outdated on that the whole idea of what are the consequences of using drugs mm-hmm. what are your thoughts no i 100 agree because they paint they paint people that do these things as if they are monsters like and the thing is usually it's not like that the narrative the narrative that i wish our school pushed more was that yes there are going to be things that people participate in that you don't agree with but you don't have to partake in the things if you don't agree with them you can still like you can still associate with people even if you don't agree with the things that they like to do like jesus hung out with prostitutes and he did not become a hooker so i don't think (laughs) i think you can hang out with someone who's let's say drinking if you don't want to drink and be fine like you can stay sober and let your friends drink and still be fine you know what i mean like it's possible It's possible to love the sinner, so to speak, but not agree with the sin. And that's how it should be with Christianity. But a lot of people take it to the extreme of, I can't associate with you. And almost, uh, I'm better than you because I don't partake in this. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I guess, like, there are levels, too. Like, if the person is, like, a crazy cocaine user, like, I'm not (laughs) sure. (laughs) I'm not sure to like Stanley William like walking around your house all the time. Um <laughs> maybe we'll hang out at a nice what restaurant with a lot of people. Yeah. With a lot yeah, of people. Right. Or if it was like a crack user, I don't know. You probably shouldn't <laughs> let your kids hang out with them. But <laughs> but I feel like um the love the love and compassion um should compel you to at least reach out to them and mm-hmm. look at them as your you know, fellow, and not think that you're better than them. I guess, like, what I've been learning through my Christian walk is that we all ratched it, and, you know, Christ reached out to us and gave us salvation. So when you understand how wretched you are, like when he washed us um, clean with his blood, um, we're suddenly, you know, like, unpleasant, acceptable to God's presence. And the blessing part of it is just that we're able to be forgiven and adopted into Christ's family. Now, if you understand how wretched you are and how wretched you were when Christ reached out to you, that should compel you to be loving to others and have the compassion and look at the other and think, oh, it, it could have been me. And that's like the walk that I am with Christ right now. I'm like, no judgment, you know, like that could have been you, you know, if you didn't, you know, if God didn't reach out to you and if you didn't find Christ. So when you have that thought, that helps you to be humble and look at people and really you know, extend your love. And that's the, I believe that that's the Christian love that we should have for one another, you know, the compassion for other believers and for non-believers, you know, like just love and kindness and, you know, not acceptance of sin, but definitely compassion to understand and empathy for um, the person who is struggling. Yeah, no, I agree with that a hundred percent because I mean, so like I said, there's some Christians like if you guys look in the Bible, there's this group of Christians, I say in quotations, called the Pharisees, that Jesus was constantly telling, hey, you're not 
you're not the shit because they were the type of Christians I say in quotations that were like, I'm better than everyone else. And they'd be like, Hey, you have to do this and this and this, if you're a real Christian to people. And Jesus was like, what are you talking about? You're not perfect either. And it's kind of the same idea with Christians. Like I don't sit there. I'll sit there and tell someone to stop something. If I think it's bad for them, if I think they're hurting themselves or someone else, but I'm not going to sit there and tell them I'm perfect. Right. Because I'm not. Like it's unfair yeah. to judge people and hold them to standards that I can't even uphold. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that doesn't extend only to the church because I feel like the world does the same thing. Like mm -hmm. when they see a Christian, like especially now with the council culture, the first thing they do is like, oh, you said you're a Christian, but you did this and you did that. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like that's the whole point of being a Christian. Like you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. we're, we're only perfect, perfect in Jesus Christ and we're perfected through him by his blood. But the first step to be a Christian is to recognize, you know, you're a sinner. So, yeah, we, we are. We have sin and we have a lot of things. We fall short. Um, we embarrass God's name. But, um, you know, the first step is to recognize that so we can be accepted into God's family and forgiven. Mm -hmm. Now, the difference between the Christian and the non-Christian is that the Christian repents. Um, and that's where it makes it, you know, um, him accept or her accepted into god's family the repentance part and that's what i feel like we would defer with the world because the world we live in today has no repentance of sin mm -hmm. or of any kind of evil doing people think it's okay if you put an okay after it or last bad um oh mm -hmm. yeah that's last good but it's not horrible um it makes it an excuse for you to sin if it's almost like it gives you a free license now to do what's evil or what's not good mm -hmm. and it's not like you know the whole point of it is that recognizing that she did something wrong and, you know, accepting it and asking for forgiveness. Yes. Wait, hold on. You're rushing ahead because this is literally my next point. Wait, but actually that ties into my next point. So point number two is that as Christians, we're called to tell people we don't agree with their actions and call them out when we don't agree. Right. Like you were saying, because it's gotten to the point where it's like people want to just kind of accept that they're doing bad. But I view being a Christian, like take it as like your sibling, right? If your sibling or your friend is doing something that you don't agree with, you're going to call them out. You're going to be like, hey, stop fucking doing that because it's not good for you or you're going to hurt yourself. Like if you saw your little brother running with a knife, you're going to tell them to stop running with a knife, right? Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, like telling your brother like there's something is wrong it's absolutely part of brotherhood however i feel like there are ways you can do it and of course like you shouldn't do it um out of pride like that word you know like you should mm -hmm. be kind about it like and also have context to it like if you're a christian and you see someone doing something wrong of course you should tell them about you know, the good news of Jesus Christ, but also be aware that God doesn't hold them to the same expectations that he holds other Christians. So like coming into someone with that mentality of like, oh, I think I'm better than you and you shouldn't do this. It's not a way to solve the problem, you know, but also to your brother and sister, like, like Paul talks about it, how you should approach someone, you know, you shouldn't like um come. Actually, we talked about this on Sunday at church. You should come and, you know, like, be honest to them and you should not gossip about it to other people mm -hmm. and you should bring them to a corner and be like hey like you know what this is what you're doing is wrong 
and you know call their attention to it and you know share the love by being kind about it and being accountable you know like helping them out and then if they persist on whatever they're doing wrong of course we should bring more people into it but you should do this out of humility and not out of pride and you know that's the first step now if the person's not a believer i think my my thoughts are that you should first be very kind about it and understand you should still extend god's grace and love towards them um and i feel like there are ways where you can bring like really good christian values into second you know um how do we say it's not secular um context Mm -hmm. but you also have to be careful so that you you know you don't just like um spread legalism or just um meanness to people you know yes no i 100 percent agree there's a big difference in correcting someone because you think you're better than them and correct when you correct someone you do it because you care about them you need to be coming from a place of love and concern like okay i'm like i'm a school teacher so if my student is doing something wrong I'm not going to be like, hi, you dumb shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, of course that. not. You better not do that. Yeah, I'll get fired. No, like, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. Um, I'm gonna be- got like, I got student loans. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm going to be like, hey, hey, you need to stop doing that because it's not right. Like, either it's hurting them or other people. And it's the same idea with, like, you know, our siblings and, like, um you know a friend that we're seeing do something that's harmful to them of course you're going to stop them because you care um and you know the thing is if some people are going to get take it as a personal attack on them right some people are going to be like oh my god you're attacking me and they're going to be like i don't want to be friends with you anymore and that that's not your problem yeah but i have like secular friends i've never had like i've never had someone that did that to me i mean i have crazy people in my life (laughs) i've had crazy people but they were just crazy i'm like i feel like either if they were christian or non-christian it would still be they would act like either way and it wasn't because of their religion i feel like they was just because they were bad people he said i don't think jesus is gonna heal the crazy (laughs) (laughs) no no i am serious i feel like some people it's like regardless of their religion they're just crazy and then you talk to them and just like I don't think that this has nothing to do with religion. I feel like you you just need treatment. Like, and I feel like that's the, I don't know if we have this on the topic show, but this is another thing too. Like just seeking God is like, it's great. And it's enough that like, God is perfect to, you know, like meet to where you are, but you also need to find a good psychologist. So a lot of these people, I mean, these people are like, they need some true psychology, some mm-hmm. counseling, therapy, like medicine. Um, it's beyond like mental health is a thing, you know? And, you know, even going out of your way and finding a good, um, you know, like psychiatrist to, you know, get you some <laughs> some good medicine to tranquilize you, whatever it is. Well, I mean, there are mental illness that needs to be treated. And yes. I feel like either like like Christian community, they they don't talk so much about it either or mm-hmm. like the secular you know world also don't focus so much about it because they're just like, oh, you know you just need to suck it up and move on and it's not like there like there is mental illness that needs to be treated and addressed yes i i 100% agree because people uh to kind of side tangent to your psych like your psychology comment 
people, we're social beings. We need to talk about our problems because we are like the way we were created to function. We need to talk like that's our that's how we communicate. We have to talk about our problems in order to fix them, in order to solve them. Right. And a psychologist, someone that understands how the brain works and understands different trauma responses and such can help people work through their problems. Um, and I'm going to kind of go back. What? Are you laughing or choking? I was choking. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Well, I was going to kind of circle back to my comment of losing friends due to religion. And I know you said usually you were like, man, if I lose a friend, it's not because they're non-religious. It's usually because they need to go get some help. I was going to say, I've definitely had, I've definitely had people leave friendships due to my religion though. Cause like, I'm not, okay. I'm going to just give a little bit of an example. I'm not going to give too much context. I mean, I haven't had that with friends. I had that with an ex. That's what happened oh. to me. <laughs> well, I had One day a, we need just like a radio station to talk about this toxicity about people's, you know, problem with other people's religion. I'm just like, no. <laughs> oh, um, well, I was going to talk about. So I did like I did have an example of this. I had a friend, you know, and it seemed like we were both religious. She said, I go to church and I was like, cool, me too. And like we were hanging out and stuff. We didn't talk about religion a ton, but she started getting irritated with me. Because I, you know, she'd talk about who she was seeing and I never said anything negative to her. I was just like, oh, that's cool. And like, she'd be like, oh, you need to go on dates too. And I'd be like, well, I don't really want to right now. And she'd be like, why not? And I was like, I don't want to. And then she'd tell me who she was sleeping with and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, cool. And then all of a sudden there was a day that she came forward to me and she was like, I don't think I want to be friends anymore with you. Cause I feel like you're judging me. And I was like, I don't think I've said anything to indicate that. And I was like, I think we just live our lives differently. Like I don't sleep around with a ton of people. Mind you, I have had sex, but I don't sleep around with like a ton of people. Like I wasn't like seeing a lot of people like she was. And if that's how she wants to live her life, that's fine. But I'm not going to live my life like that. And that just caused her to not want to associate with me. And if that's the case, if you lose friends because you live your life differently than them, then that's, I don't think there's any reason to be upset about that. It just means God yeah. is removing that person from your life. That's how yeah. I when when that happens to me, I'm just like, it means the prayer work, you know, take away our <laughs> enemies, deliver us from our enemies. <laughs> that is the kingdom and the power. <laughs> Jesus I'm said, like, okay, let me help you. Real I'm quick. just like, the, the prayer is fulfilled. God took away the bad people. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't wish ill will on any of the people that walk out of my life like that. It's obvious that they are, something is wrong with them internally. They feel insecure and the fact that you are not you know living your life the same way as them it offends them so obviously they are insecure about something they are doing that's what that speaks to me yeah I mean okay so that kind of people yeah I've encountered in my life but I don't even consider them as friends like I do not even like I don't even like have any attachment because I I have people that have very different lifestyles you know and they share their experiences and all the, you know, all the shit they've done in their lives. 
And when they share that with me, I'm like, okay, well, that's definitely not what I want to do with my life. And if there is any substance of like, of anger, because I don't want to live my life like they want to live their lives. I'm like, okay, so we're definitely not friends because the same way I respect you, I expect you to respect me. But I feel like the base of a relationship is not religion, it's respect and tolerance. And um, I feel like we don't even need that on in terms of friendship, but just being a human being, especially as Christians, we need to have that, you know, the idea because that's what Christ taught us, mm -hmm. like respect and tolerance for each other. But also, like outside of religion, we need to have respect and tolerance for one another. And like, that's the base for, you know, the simplest interaction with one another. And if you do not have respect and tolerance, that's when things, you know, like shit go, you know, shit gets real because the moment that you don't have tolerance to other people, then you're suddenly just like mean about other people's. Yeah. So like other people's practices, um, it doesn't matter what you do, you need to be tolerant. Like my sister, for instance, she's Muslim. Like we think very different and she's come to church a couple of times and she's told me like, okay, I, I'm really curious to know, you know, like what you're doing with your life. Like, you know, it, it has impacted me and I see, you know, how God is using you. I just want to see what's going on with you. Um, there is respect and tolerance. And when she tells me what she mm -hmm. believes, I definitely don't believe in the stuff that she believes, but we respect each other. If there is no tolerance, there is no, um, there's no way for you to, you know, interact with each other. But I feel like the age that we're living in, we're having a lot of intolerant people from the left and right. And that's the issue because the people in the middle, the normal tolerant are having really difficulties to live their lives. Because if you're hanging around people that are like very crazy, crazy, crazy conservative, they're not tolerant towards others. And then when you're living around like crazy liberals, they're also not tolerant of your religion or of your lifestyle. And it's just like, I'm sorry, like we need to have a certain level of respect and tolerance so we can live. I don't care if you don't believe in, you know, what I believe. I care that you you fail to respect me and tolerate what I believe, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I, yeah. And I agree with that a hundred percent. I think the general rule of you need to treat people the way you want to be treated. It's not even a religious thing. That's a like general human etiquette you should have. You know what I mean? Like that's something yeah. that everyone should know how to do. But that does come from God though. Like Christ does say that love your neighbors, love yourself. Yes. And yeah, treating others how you want to be treated. Yes, it is in the Bible, but that is just there's certain things that, yeah, you should just know how to do this because it's basic human morals. Like you need to know how to do that. Um, But also I'm going to start wrapping this up because we only got a few minutes left, but I want to talk about my next point and then kind of wrap this up. You know, Christians aren't perfect and we're constantly making mistakes and learning from them. And, you know, I feel the difference between someone who is truly a Christian, like a real Christian and someone who claims to be Christian is that a real Christian understands that they're not perfect and they own up to their mistakes and they're trying to fix them. You know, part of being your walk as a Christian is to understand that you're never going to reach perfect. That's why every day you strive to be a better person, whereas the person who thinks that they're a great Christian and proclaims it is going to be like, I'm good enough and stop working on themselves. 
Yeah. And it, it's really like that. Like, the, and I think I was talking about this previously with you too, like the whole idea of recognizing how wretched you were and how Christ came and loved you and, you know, brought to be part of his family, like having that realization, how wretched you were and knowing where you are right now and still looking to see how there are parts in your life still to be improved like understanding that, that will give you the humility to talk to your neighbors, either Christians and non-Christians. But if you don't have the idea, you're mm-hmm. just going to like walk around telling people like you're this, you're that. And there'll be no, you know, good relationship between you and the other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because being a Christian doesn't mean, being a good Christian does not mean putting other people down. You're supposed to be building other people up, right? And like yes. helping them understand that yeah you're not perfect but neither am I and it's okay we're gonna do this together type of thing so yeah but I also feel like there are great Christian communities out there that have that you know mentality like the Christian community that I'm part of like we're pretty good in accountability and everything um but I guess it really depends on you finding the right group yeah because there are a lot of culty people out there (laughs) yeah no it's like every group like every community like there's good like every community has good and bad like there's good white people there's bad white people you know there's good christians there's bad christian there's good guys there's bad guys you can't just generalize that every group is bad or good there's good and bad in every group that you see you know so it's just a matter of finding the one that properly conveys the christian belief you know yeah and it it takes some time to find the right group um there are characteristics that you can find there are like healthy in christian groups like if you see you know for a christian church for instance if you see that the pastor um has like a set of values that the church believes like it's great to look at it and see what the church believes you know there are a lot of healthy things that are listed out on those um core values of the church um you can see like the type of leadership that they have um, if it's like elected or if it's just like the church, the pastor makes all the decisions and everything. Yes. These are great ways you can find out, you know, whether the community is healthy or not. And then just talking to people too. I've, I've come across like my life now. I've, I'm 25, but I've come to a point where there's like that inner feeling there's something off. There's probably something off. And um, of course, don't just go out judging based on your um, sense of judgment. But yeah. You know, just like if there is something off, maybe look into it. Like, hey, what do you guys believe? Talk to some people. And once you feel like, yeah, there's definitely something fishy, there is. And that's when it's time for you to. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. <laughs> Period. Um, and I'm I'm going to wrap this up because we're running out of time. So the last topic I want us to kind of touch on is if you truly are a Christian, people are going to see it in your actions they're going to reflect your faith. You aren't going to have to tell people that you're a Christian. They're going to understand you are because of how you live your life. Your actions and how you're living your life should speak volumes of who you are. You know what I mean? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I think I think it's true. But um, it's hard because a lot of times like we're sinful and, you know, sometimes it doesn't reflect. I've had instances in my life where like, I'm pretty sure that if Jesus come back right now, I would not want him to see me here um so we have ups and downs so um 
it's just seeing humans in general, the, the main difference between a Christian and a non-Christian is really that, you know, Christ came and forgave us and he brought us, you know, he gave us grace and love and kindness, steadfast loves that surpasses all understanding, meaning that, you know, you are forgiven. You have to walk on that freedom. And that freedom is what is going to bring people into Christianity. That freedom is going to motivate you to stay on that freedom, freedom from, you know, drug abuse, um, freedom from sex abuse, um, freedom from um, toxic relationships, from toxic relationships with your parents, friends, all those negative things in your life that you can really have. That freedom is given by Christ. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, once you walk in that, you're able to show people, you know, who you are. But of course, like it would be perfect if we all were walking in that but it's it's hard it's like life is a journey and the only way that we can really continue that going is with christ it's already hard without him you know mm -hmm. or with him so without him is even worse so mm -hmm. my biggest yeah. like if you're gonna wrap this up like my biggest advice is like yeah like life is hard um um but you definitely want to walk in that freedom because like there's so many riches that are saved in store for you through Christ. And it's it's insane to be able to live free. Like it feels like the world is free because they're like secular culture teaches that like, oh, I can do whatever I want. But like Christ gives you more freedom than the world. You know, I think I think freedom. I think the word I would use is inner peace, because I feel like everyone lives life trying to find something to bring them peace. And that's what I have found through Christianity and mind you everyone finds it in different ways but it's just it's obvious that as people that's the journey we're on everyone's seeking something and it's peace it's feeling a sense of I feel at ease with myself you know yeah or I guess like the freedom entails peace too right like there are freedom there is like the type of freedom that you can do it and you still you're not going to sleep at night because you've done so many crazy things but if you're like free in christ you have not only freedom but also peace mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right well thank you leo for being on my show we're gonna thank wrap you for this having up. me over yes <laughs> we had some struggles but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> oh all right we'll see you guys next week and thanks for tuning in